Shazam? My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Truth. Justice. The American way. I'm vengeance. Hello, my name is Jordan. This is Elseworlds DC Fan Podcast. With me today is Chris and Ron. And we are going to... We're going to do it, guys. We are going to finally end the age-old debate on if Batmania was bigger in 1989 or during the Dark Knight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But if people saw that going around, people were actually having a real debate about that. Um because it's, no, it's our super right villain draft. Not a lot of news going around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's our super villain draft. We're finally doing it. Um, so, yes, we have Ronald back who did our superhero draft. And if you're looking at the order on the screen and you're wondering why I am not on the left hand side like I usually am, it's because this is our draft order. So, uh, how's everyone doing today, Chris? Uh, let's start with you. I'm doing good. How you doing? No good. Ron, Ron, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm all fired up. I was jamming out to that countdown music before we got started. <laughs> I'm I'm rearing and ready to go here. Yeah, I saw Chris jamming out to it. <laughs> yeah, so like I didn't know if you could see me, but I was like, <laughs> it's low key catchy, man. It really works. <laughs> yeah, that's just the standard uh, Streamyard uh, countdown. I like it. Um, but yeah, so we're doing our superhero, uh, su sorry, super villain draft. So we're going to be drafting them based off the same premises as the superhero. Correct. So mm -hmm. if that's the case, Ron, do you want to describe how we're the, the rules on this again? Yes. Yeah. So this isn't going to be in particular, um, you know, say we're all picking a team to line up in a Coliseum and who's going to walk out alive. This isn't that this is, we're drafting in terms of what this character's stature is in the grand hierarchy of villains, period, in all of comic books, where they stack up all time in terms of longevity, impact, cultural impact, just all those kind of things, sort of, you know, so definitely don't just don't just look at these results and think, oh, B team would beat the crap out of C team, because that's that's not what we're doing here. Yes, and our order is Chris me and ron that is the order we're doing snake styles and then it will go ron me then back to chris and then chris to me to ron and so forth and so forth so that is how we'll be doing it uh and i don't think we have anything else to talk about before we got underway anything anything else we want to speak about or any rules we have to make before we uh start i guess i i should clarify for people that are listening if there is a person that's played the role like play to hear like how am I supposed to describe this? If there's been a mantle, right? If this is a super villain mantle that is passed down, I would say both of them are on the board. So I, I don't think there's as many of that as there are heroes, obviously. Um, 
like when I picked Spider-Man in our superhero draft, I feel somebody could have picked Miles Spider-Man as well. And you could have picked Gwen, you know, Spider-Gwen, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't think that is a case that much for villains. So it may not really come up, but I just want to clarify that for uh, us before we, before we draft. Well, I don't want to give anything away, but I'm drafting three jokers. I mean, three, uh, I don't know who, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think. Joker, the criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. With villains, like you said, there isn't really, there isn't much more of that kind of mantle thing going on um there's really only one that i can think of off the top of my head that is actually multiple characters and i I don't even know if i see them being drafted in this draft so i'm sure i'll mention them in the uh in the honorable mentions afterwards but yeah i think i don't think we should run into any problems yeah because i'm curious now on who that is Mm. all right so i guess let's get underway i think we all know uh chris just let it slip but i think the for the first round pick, right? Okay. Out of Gotham City, right? You want to confirm it for us, Chris? Who is it? All right. Um, anyone see the laughing gas coming in here? <laughs> I got a little smile on that face. With the first pick of the 2023 Super Villain Draft, it's the Clown Prince of Crime. <laughs> the Joker. Yeah, it's the Joker. Um, it, you know, I'm the, always impressed with your impersonation because uh, I had no idea you could do that until you randomly busted it out one time, and I was like, "Okay, I had no clue that was the thing." Oh, really we've been close. getting we've been getting Joker voice messages in our football group chat for like years now. It's one of the, I look one of the things I look forward to the most. I love it. <laughs> All I gotta say is, if the Joker uh, ever met Lee Evans, whoo. Anyway, the Joker's pretty obvious here. Since 1940, he has been the number one villain in comic books, number one villain for Batman. Batman has one of the top three. You can argue the order of rogues galleries, but he's the leader of the pack. Um, Mark Hamill is the voice I hear when I read comics. It is who I am obviously imitating. And Heath Ledger's performance was maybe the best performance bar none in a superhero uh, movie. Um, One of the best movie performances ever. And the entire world, when you hear Joker, knows that you can take Batman out of the equation and make a billion dollars in the box office with just the word joker uh that's insane to and me. the word aquaman too yeah and, and it, <laughs> it works for arthur too but actually it's just an arthur thing really guys but, yeah, I was just gonna say, it's the so um you know if you want to reboot king arthur guys now's the time but i don't know those have failed plenty of times <laughs> a live action reboot of arthur the cartoon Yes, that's what I was thinking. I, like need, the I, need the, I need the angry clenched fist meme in real life, damn it. <laughs> I, I just don't think you can beat the Joker. And I think he is his relationship with Batman and is just it's just perfect. It's just it's I, there's nothing more that needs to be said. He's the Joker. Yeah, he's he's the perfect foil, and I feel like so when I was making this list, I uh, 
I kind of divided these heroes into two or heroes, these villains into two categories. One was villains who have a noble cause in a horrible way to go about it. And then there's villains who are just evil and horrible for the sake of being it. And that is like the embodiment of Joker. There's no redeeming quality there. There's no, oh, I can see, you know, why he wants to accomplish this thing, but he just goes about it in a horrible way. No, Joker is just horrible. And the 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 perfect physical representation of everything that is wrong with Gotham and the perfect foil to Batman. Yeah, the Joker is, you know, uh, like you said, it's, it's all of that. I don't have to reiterate it too much, but, uh, you know, Mark Hamill Joker is my favorite interpretation of Joker, um, you know, from the animated series, but also the Dar- the, the Arkham uh, Knight trilogy, the Arkham trilogy, uh, gaming wise. Yep. The fact that he came back for that. And, Preach. you yes. know, it, it I was, was like, just I was literally going to mention great. that, too. Yeah, like. Oh God! Even the the video game he was so perfect, and like in the last one, I, I won't do any spoilers because I don't know who's played it and not. But just the way they bring him back for the third one, mm-hmm. and like oh, it's just it yeah, was it was, awesome. it was a 2015 game. We're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, crazy, it's been eight nah, years already. <laughs> back and he's yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing with uh, Mark Hamill is you know Bruce Tim says this new Cape Crusader show is going to be everything the animated series going to be. We already got that in the Arkham series with Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, and Mark Hamill unleashed in those Arkham games, unfreaking believable. I would argue that Mark Hamill is the best Joker, but if you say Heath Ledger, I'm not. I I have no argument. They're one and one A to me. Look, I, I'll save this hot take for the for the Dark Knight stuff, but I, Heath Ledger is not up there for me. Really, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Heath Ledger Joker. So what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I I, oh, I have uh, I've been quiet far too long about this, but yes, I am not a I'm not a huge fan of of him. And I respect you forever because. I don't even think if I thought that I'd have the courage to say it. So congratulations. <laughs> um, you're on the clock, I guess, because you, you, oh, yeah. you got to, you'd already knocked us on our feet. So that's a great introduction. That was, yeah, that was ghost pepper, <laughs> spicy take. Like, I, I like unleashing a spicy take on Twitter once in a while, but that's, that's, even a that's why funny. I don't say it on Twitter. All right. Look, please I, don't say that on Twitter. Please we can cancel that. Jordan. <laughs> I don't. Um, yeah. I just, for me, not to spend too much time on this, it's not like a take I'm trying to make out there either. It's just like a, yeah. it's just how I feel a, no, about him. Like good. he does a good, he does a good job. I think it's a little over the top the way people uh, go on about it sometimes. though. but, um, okay, I will go ahead with my pick. I was debating back and forth about this one. I had a whole different pick, maybe an hour ago, <laughs> but I've switched it. I'm going with. I'm going with Thanos. Fire! Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, you did it to me again. Okay. I was oh. hoping he made it to three. To be honest with you, so. Yeah. I almost Damn. debated. I almost debated Lex here, um, for the fact that he's in so many Superman projects. He's constantly talked about. He is uh, probably going to be in Legacy, right? Like mm-hmm. it's up and coming, but. If I'm talking about how quickly a character has come into the zeitgeist and after Endgame, 
and Infinity War, all the memes that Thanos created that I don't think we can look away from his um, impact on the cultural stuff. I mean, just like the fact that, you know, people talk about like the snap all the time on other things. I'm pretty sure it's been referenced in actual other movies and TV shows. Like he is at a certain point has transcended uh, the, I think what helps too is the fact that more people saw infinity war and Endgame than they had seen the other MCU films. Absolutely. So that helps, but also the fact that he was just so powerful and just like the way that they did him in infinity war, where he was kind of the hero of that movie that you got to see his motivations. You got to see some flashbacks and you know, uh, the fact that he was successful, right. I think is something that isn't, uh, to be, uh, and I had no idea this is where you were going, Ron. I, I, so I feel pretty good now <laughs> that oh, yeah. I got this in it Ron. too. Cause I was thinking maybe it'll be there for me back, but I think just, it is amazing how quickly Thanos has gone from people Googling him at the end of the Avengers end scene, um, in the theater where I had people turning around in front of me and stuff like, who is that? Right. And then becoming like this icon almost, uh, that people are, memeing about and you see people making tiktoks about the dusting and you know people making twitter memes and it's just crazy how fast he's taken over ron you man twerking thanos yeah ron you have thor on your team i'm guessing you should have gone for the head yeah yeah for my superhero team yeah man it's uh, goes back to what i was saying before about the two categories of villain like at the end of the day thanos just didn't want life to go extinct like it did on his planet he just happened to do it in the most horrible brutal violent way possible in the um, movie i mean and i think that's what's good too is like marvel knew what knows when to pivot sometimes right like mm-hmm. his motivation in the comics is not something that is going to make all these people no take him no. seriously where he he's courting mistress death exactly where he's courting literal death right like having him actually have like something that you can look at and be like, Oh, he's right. He's not going about it the right way, but maybe he's right. I think is what made him stick with people like the general public. Yes. That. And also something that I think they did really well that I wish Marvel had done with the current, I'm not, I'm trying not to tip and name other picks, but the, the, the big bad that they're kind, they're trying to push at the moment. And we just saw what happened with him in his movie this past February. And I feel like that just took all of the steam away from him. Whereas with Thanos, like they dropped him into post-credit scenes and he was in um, uh, Captain, uh, Captain Guardians of the Galaxy, but we didn't really see him do anything in any of those movies. He was just this large, intimidating, ever looming presence that we knew was getting closer and closer with each movie that passed to the point where by the time Infinity War got here, and you watch the end of Ragnarok when that ship goes on, on top of all the Asgardians and it opens up with that scene. It's almost like he was like a myth by the time he got here. He was this legend. And like then we saw what he did in that first scene and it was just like, oh, baby, like strap in because this is about to get crazy. No, I think it's a great pick. I, I thought you were going to go somewhere else, but he's my clear 102. <clears throat> yeah, there there was something too that was uh like just real quick revisiting those Infinity War trailers and what you were talking about and how they built up to them. There's a moment in one of these trailers, they cut it very well, but it's not like the actual 
you know, scene. But for the first time seeing in the Infinity War trailer, when Gamora's talking about her father, and then it cuts to Tony saying, like, tell me his name again. And she says Thanos. And you're like, oh, my God, they're finally getting to this. You know, like, yeah, Thanos is here and they're hearing his name for the first time. And like things are going to happen. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It was like that trailer really got to me back wow. then. Dude, the, the most dread I've ever felt watching a superhero movie in the theaters was when uh, right after Banner crashes through the, the roof. And it's him, mm-hmm. Strange, and and uh, Tony sitting there, and you just he, like everything just starts to vibrate, and it's just boom, boom, and it's like what the hell is going on? It was oh man, I got I literally have chills right now thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, right, so it's me now. It's yeah, me. it's Ron's book. Uh, yes, it is, and I'm a bit reeling right now because I feel like I have like I would prefer to take two guys here over the one that i'm going to take but i feel like i have to take this one just because it's too iconic and i can't let you get thanos and this one because i feel like it's an automatic lockup win for the draft so i'll go let uh i'm gonna go yeah fine i'll go lex luther um admittedly like i hate to for you know, this is your first round pick and I'm kind of opening up just being like, Oh, I'm mad that I have him. And now I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad that I have him uh, because Jesse Eisenberg very much kind of killed the character for me. I'll just be yeah. dead honest with you. Watch you Superman and Lois then. And then you'll, you'll be right back on track. I, I, I think I do have to dive into that now. I mean, especially now that we're, we're creeping up to the last season next year. I think, I think it'd probably be time for me to watch that, but just, He's just so goofy in the like, he like it's it reminds me of somebody like doing a bad impression of the Joker. Not nearly as good as yours, Chris. I'll tell you that much. Well, it's um, basically like the Schumacher Batman films where every villain is playing the Joker. Yes. So well, side it, note, it, by the way, yeah. last week I made a I made a quick little error last week. I said the other Burton movies when I was referencing the Schumacher movies, Batman Forever and uh-huh. um and, but I just wanted to, yeah, I had a mental slip up on that. Anyway, um, we'll let you yeah. slide. <laughs> so, but uh, all Jesse Eisenberging aside, I mean, he's the the biggest antagonist to what I think is the biggest superhero of all time. Um, and I think the fact what's made him kind of stick around and why he's so interesting is that his biggest foe is a god, but he's just simply a man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to really go deep with this, you can make the connections and say that Lex is sort of the like the physical metaphor for the fact that Clark's biggest struggles are always related to his connection to humans. And like Lex is almost like the physical embodiment of that in in some ways. So I just don't love it personally, but I know just for the sake of the draft, I feel like I got to go Luther for. Well, yeah, I, th- I think if you're looking at the future, like this is like a this is like a I don't want to say a Miss Marvel pick. Right. But it's in the sense of like because Lex Luthor is a bigger name. But what I mean by that is like it's almost like potential. Right. Like because while Jesse Eisenberg may have kind of ruined it for a lot of people, he's on Superman and Lois right now. But then also there's, you know, heavy rumors that he's in legacy, that they're going to be casting somebody yeah. for him soon at the very and end, yeah. give me alexander way- scars guard 
with the way that James Gunn talks about Lex and like he doesn't like the Gene Hackman Lex, he liked Michael Rosenbaum's Lex from Smallville mm-hmm. and called him the best Lex. And it's like, that's how I feel. So the fact that he might go more like sinister and understanding, I think what makes Lex very interesting, he's my favorite character in Smallville, is that he is, you know, at a point he was a friend with with Clark. That's not always the case, but in that show it was. And it's like, you know, this this kind of pool of how you can go wrong, right? Like by trying for good, like his intentions are sometimes good. Like I want to make sure that, look, if there was a real alien that came down here, would we all blindly trust him, right? Not a lot of people would. And you would think that there is going to be a guy like Lex who's going to think, I'm doing this for my people. I'm doing this for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like that type of take on Lex more than sometimes where he's just evil twiddling his thumbs, Lex. The, it almost like, in my head, I've always made a lot of parallels between Lex and Bruce Wayne. Like, I feel like there is some kind of reality where Bruce Wayne ends up becoming, not literally Lex Luthor, but becoming that Lex Luthor figure, the rich. Well, he basically was in BVS. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, that, that, uh, that, that's something that I've always found very interesting. Um, your next pick, Ron. Yes. So we had Lex at four and this one I'm much more happy with. This was who I I was planning on going Thanos here. Um, and that is Dr. Victor Von Doom at number four. Uh, perhaps I think the most widespread character specific villain, like Thanos is just a Marvel villain. Obviously he doesn't really have one hero that he very closely identifies with, but Dr. Doom, yeah, he's a Fantastic Four villain, but we see him pop up with uh, Dr. Strange. We see him pop up with Black Panther. We see him pop up with Iron Man. He is everywhere. Uh, Modern crowds probably best, at least comic book crowds, probably best know him for the most recent Secret Wars back in 2015. I mean, you know, when you blow up the ones responsible for keeping the multiverse intact and then piecing the remaining fragments together to create your own planet, make yourself the god emperor of that planet it's it's definitely something you're going to remember uh but he's been in countless other tremendous stories over the years as well uh i guess the only knock you could really put on this pick um is that we haven't really seen that truly great on-screen adaptation yet but in terms of comic book villains i don't you know it, you're going to be hard pressed to find one more powerful and evil like with such that combination uh, than Dr. Doom. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. I was wondering when he would go because um, it does seem like he is, I don't know if I'd say rising in the, like, the public consciousness, but you know, there's, there's a lot of people talking about doom. And I think this is something they got to get right. Uh, for Fantastic Four, whether he shows up in the first Fantastic Four film or later, supposed but... to be in Black Panther. They filmed a scene for it and everything, and then they just—that was the rumor. Yeah, I don't know how true it was, but uh, like the rumor was that he in Wakanda Forever that they had filmed with a stand-in and just like the mask and stuff, so that way they didn't cast the guy yet, because that's mm-hmm. why nobody heard about casting. But I am curious to know if that actually happened or not. Um, 
I believe it was because they had to they filmed the scene and then they had to cut it from the final. Like I believe people actually saw the scene. I could be wrong, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I have a I have a tough time with scoopers right now. So I'm kind well, of yeah, like, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I'm so like down on that whole thing. Hey, um, give them some grace. You know, sometimes. <laughs> oh God. No, grace is the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> We're not um, subtle on this podcast. <laughs> but no, there, there's so many of them that'll be like, oh, I heard this happen. And then like, oh, it was cut. And then you find out like from the writers, oh, that never happened. And you're like, okay, so we can't. But, you know, sometimes they still get stuff right. So you can't completely throw away everything they say. Yeah. And sometimes it just sounds like guesses. A, a at, broken at watch points. is right twice a day. Took yeah. the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, so I'm curious on who I should pick here. I put, like this I said, is where really, I think this is where a lot of subjectivity is going to come in. And I think we're going to be all over the board. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking too, just a second ago, like th- th- this is exactly what I did last time too, where I didn't put any thought into it <laughs> except for my first pick. And then the second pick, I'm like, Oh, I'll have to see who's there. Like, I don't want to get too attached to a pick and then end up having to, uh, Pivot. change course here um my thought here is to go another marvel one and it might be one that is shocking maybe i think public consciousness popularity since we're doing that kind of stuff the fact that he has his own disney plus tv show that's going for a second season now I think I'm going to have to go with Loki. Uh, he was so popular after Avengers 2012 and even after Thor 1, but most people caught him in Avengers, you know, because not everyone saw Thor. So the way how charismatic Tom Hiddleston is, the fact that he has numerous, like, comic lines at times, uh, I think he has kind of taken over that, I mean, how many women like just fell in love with Tom Hiddleston Loki, right? Like it was just a, it's just a thing. And he became so popular and so popular that they brought him back from, you know, back, brought him back to life. Uh, I think he was supposed to die in dark world and they decided, never mind, we'll keep him because he's so popular. And just the fact of how much he's grown as a character as well in the MCU and how much people like him. This could be one that if you wanted to say anti-hero now, you probably could, but um, most of the time he's a villain and he's usually out for himself. And I, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love the pick. I had him uh, at seven on my board. So not too far off. Um, I mean, he was the focal point of the first Avengers movie. And I consider that to be one of the three most important comic book movies of all time. And I firmly believe it wouldn't have been, as good if they just introduced some like if that was the Ultron movie, right? Right. I mean, I think he brought such an a personality and identity to that movie in the antagonist role. I thought, I think, yeah, it's a great pick. All right, so I'm on the clock, right? Yep. So I have a backup plan in case this is not an acceptable character. Um, do Star Wars characters count? I, I know there's Marvel comics, Star Wars. Uh, no, if you're going uh, Vader, I can't. I can't count. That. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would say yeah. <laughs> so, that was my, so my plan was to get Joker and Vader. So that I, I had a backup <laughs> plan because I was like, you know, if they don't accept that, 
I get it. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, two Marvel characters back to back here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take Green Goblin yep. uh, with my next pick because I don't think I can get him later. No, you wouldn't. I can and you that. <laughs> uh, I think this is pretty obvious. Green Goblin is my favorite Spider-Man villain. I think he's everybody's favorite Spider-Man villain. Uh, the pumpkin bombs are awesome. Uh, Toby Maguire Spider-Man was really uh, the Green Goblin in that. Other than the mask, it's perfect. And then you fix that problem with No Way Home. And yeah, does Spider-Man come out to play? Oh, it's what a line. I just I, I love I, I love Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, and I think he is the most important Spider-Man rogue there is in the comics. So. He, he's my pick, and then my next pick. Before before you before you okay. do that, I just want to talk about Green Goblin a bit because I thought about him. He was one of my options for my first pick, actually. Um, but one thing that kind of settled on me not picking him was because I'm thinking like in the future here, I don't see. You know, Kevin Feige has been very open about not wanting to reuse villains that were on the screen before for Spider-Man. So for me, I was thinking like, is like, I I agree with you that probably Green Goblin's my favorite um, Spider-Man villain. And I really like Willem Dafoe's um, appearance. He's also one of the main villains, of course, in No Way Home, which was a huge film. But I just kind of thought, we're probably never seeing this character again in the MCU. So I kind of lowered Green Goblin on my rankings. I'm sorry, I think you Disney probably got lot, him in a good spot. Does Disney a lot like money? I guess it's a printing press. It'll happen I, again. Uh, yeah, well, I guess it depends. if it, Is it happening again in the MCU or is it going to be another reboot at one point when Sony goes their own way again? That's what I wonder because I, I, what I would do if I was in charge, right, is, of course... I would have Peter go to college and he would run into like his teacher could be um, uh, uh, Doc Connors. And he would already know that there was a Doc Connors that turned to a lizard before he would try to prevent those type of things. Oh, and in his class is a Norman, I mean, is a Harry Osborne, you know, Mm -hmm. and he realizes like, Oh crap, I can't escape these things. Like this is just something that happens in these, uh timelines or something you know like it could be something where he doesn't even have to recognize that too much but just like oh i remember a osborne that went crazy like this or i remember a doc connor's that you know became a lizard due to trying to replicate his hand and you know like i think that'd be a very interesting way for him to kind of um deal with that kind of stuff knowing their future and trying to prevent it um, but I don't know if they will want to go that way because I think they may think it's rehashing. They may think they may not be able to find somebody better than Willem Dafoe. But yeah, so I think you got him in a pretty good spot. Yeah, and uh, you know this is—it's not just a movie like specific thing. This is all over comics and all that too. Right, and right. Norman in the comic is is not good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for those of you who haven't like you know you know really like dove in to the Spider-Man side, given that this is a DC podcast, just Google Norman Osborn, Gwen Stacy and do a little bit of reading there. Uh, also just the stuff of starting the, uh, the dark Avengers and all that off the heels of secret invasion. Like he is, he is a cunning MF and especially po- I would say post those Raimi movies in the comics, they really have made an emphasis to make him like 
right at the top of that list. So yeah, he's Osborne more. He's more, at times like an Avengers villain now. Too, yeah, yeah, he really does. Yeah, yeah. Iron Patriot. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious on where they go with him if they if they bring him in as more like an Avengers threat or you know, and not have him be Green Goblin, have him be you know a Dark Avenger type thing. That that's what I really wonder is how they're going to do this. Well, I think what they're going to do is they're going to have um, President Ross, um, Harrison Ford, kind of uh, mirror a lot of his role post secret invasion. Uh, Instead of the Dark Avengers, it's going to be him starting the Thunderbolts, and that'll kind of be what that whole movie's about. It won't be, uh, he'll just be taking the Osborne role. I do think we are going to see him, though. Probably, I would say, probably the third movie of this next trilogy. That would be my guess. You anyway, always, Chris, yeah. You're, yeah, you're back up. All right. And I'm going to stay in New York. I'm going to take the kingpin, Wilson Fisk. Wow. Oof. See, that's where we have some. Oh, I mean, he's not. I mean, I have him at like 12, but wow. All right. So here's. Yeah, that's a reach for me. All right. So, <laughs> so here's the thing Vincent D'Onofrio's. Uh, portrayal of him in Daredevil was absolutely fantastic. I think you know you have a guy that has multiple superheroes that he's the villain to. He is a powerhouse of a villain. I I'm a fan, and also I I was like you know last time I went almost completely DC. So I, I wanted to get some Marvel in here. I got two Marvel guys in a row. And, you know, Kingpin, my favorite Marvel character that's not a hero. Yeah, um, he's another one who, who's really kind of in, in current time. Well, I guess technically the, the, the stuff ended last year. Uh, but in terms of comics, uh, him being the mayor of New York recently and uh, just kind of making life hell for all the superheroes there. Um, between that and the Daredevil show, like you mentioned, he's definitely on the rise, I would say, on this list. I think, I mean, he was in uh, the Spider-Man video game, of course, which is uh, a massive success on all metrics. Uh, so I think if we come back to this draft in two, three years, I think that pick will probably be looking a lot better. I like it now. <laughs> but he's, he's another one. He's all over the place. He's a Spidey villain. He's a Daredevil villain. He's a Punisher yeah. villain. You know, he's just... He's kind of got his hands in all the different pies. Yeah. Uh, so my pick is Mr. Negative. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my pick is Mr. Negative. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and jump into my pick. I have no clue who to take here. I'm just going to wing it here. I don't know if this is a good pick or not, but I'm going to go with. The reverse flash is where I'm son going. Son of a freaking dang son! I thought I could get him later. Dang. I felt like I felt like I like looking at these lists of. I was looking at IGN's ranking of their top hundred supervillains to just refresh my mind and stuff like that. And they had some of these people like very low, and some of them were like ve- like a lot of Marvel ones very high. And I was thinking like, you know, like I. I I've taken so many Marvel at this point. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into some DC. Reverse Flash has definitely climbed up my favorite rankings as I've started reading more Flash comics, watching the TV show. Um, and I think he has that 
we've talked about it a lot on like you know flashpoint and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i really do enjoy reverse flash i think the tv show helped boost his popularity too i don't think he was as well known to non-comic fans before that um the changes they've made in comics recently when jeff johns made him like such a hater to like go kill barry's mom and all that kind of stuff has really upped i think the villain as well like you know just as how menacing he is because i think before all that he's kind of goofy of just like i'm gonna wear the reverse of you and i'm gonna you know like it could it could be be really dumb but like they've made it so menacing i mean you have the performance that you do in the flash television show by tom cavanaugh it it just sells it and uh Look, they really could have nailed even more if they put him in the movie. His rankings might even be on the rise. Actually, with how bad the movie did, maybe it's a little better. They saved him. Uh, yeah. They can use him in the DCU, and his rankings can kind of go up. Uh, but I thought it yeah. could. Eat, I thought it could get Eobard later. I really did. I I thought Thawne was going to be there. I guess I should clarify. Yes, this yeah. is Eobard Thawne. I guess you could technically pick Hunter's uh, Hunter's uh, <laughs> Oliver, yeah. Professor Zoom. Yeah. Well, I mean, both of them have been called Professor Zoom. So yeah, you're... well, yeah, Hunter's more like Zoom and yeah. not Professor Zoom, but yeah. Yeah, so the Zooms and the flashboards get a little confusing, but uh, man, I thought I could get Thon later. I actually like him more than the Joker, but I didn't think he had the cultural significance to be picked that early. So I was like, I'm going to get him in full, like next round. Yeah, I think this is like the mid pick here yeah. right now. So I feel like I got him for good value. It's, it's great value. You got my you got my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had more to add. Honestly, me and Chris were just having this discussion about Flash's Rogues Gallery, and I think we kind of touched on it off screen a little bit too uh, before we started here. Like, I got to catch up on the Flash comics, man. He's just one. Of, he's one of those heroes that has just kind of slipped. excuse me through the cracks for me and i don't really know why well yeah you know i had like i grew up watching justice league unlimited so i had just that reference really for flash growing up Mm -hmm. and then you know i i didn't watch the tv show until february i just started watching it in february and i knew of his rogues gallery like captain cold and grod and you know reverse flash and stuff but i didn't know as much about them um so i just really started reading more flash comics over the last year or so like i was i was reading some of his comics before i watched the show too like um dark crisis i i subbed to like every single i did the whole event which was a mistake but i did the whole event <laughs> not that it was bad but it was like too many comics to yeah it's long be picking up every week but you know, and, and occasionally there were flash tie-ins to that kind of stuff. So I would read those comics and, um, but I kind of grew up with Wally West and not so much Barry Allen. So as I started watching the show, I started enjoying Barry Allen more. I started seeking out comics more, um, regarding flash. Yeah. Have you read like any, like, I assume you read flashpoint, right? That's the only one literally. Okay. You know, there's some good ones. There's some good uh, ones. I, I, I've been getting a lot of like the Jeff Johns run and the, um, I haven't started them yet, but I'm about to dive into those. And I have re- started reading the new 52, which is only 60 some issues. So I'm trying to like 
yeah, get that done. I've read the whole new 52, and I'm on, like, volume 8 of the Rebirth stuff. And then I uh, I started going back on the DC Infinite app and reading some of the Wally West stuff with Jeff Johns. Um, I want to read the Mark Wade stuff at some point. That's, like, one yeah. of my things. But I love Mark Wade, too. Oh, so he's so good. Great. And what's amazing about Reverse Flash, though, what I want to say about Reverse Flash, because I didn't have the luxury of picking him, God dang it, um, is, is that he's not even part of the rogues. Like, Flash has the rogues. He's like a rogue gallery member, but, like, he's not really a member of the rogues. He's, like, he's his own thing. And he's yeah. from the future, and... Dude, I mean, because you got Captain Cold, Mirror Master, Weather Wizard, uh, and and then and Golden Glider, and and, and you got Eobard Thawne, Captain Boomerang, Captain Boomerang. You can't forget about the Aussie. Yeah. So. Well, the show did too. So you're you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Captain <laughs> Boomerang is one of those examples of the comics are always going to have things that work in the comics that just they just don't they're not cool. They're cool in comics. I don't know why, but they're just not cool. Fair. All right. So we're back to me, and I am yep. sprinting up to the podium to make this pick. Uh, I didn't think there was a chance in hell this guy was getting back to me. Uh, but with my third pick, I am taking Magneto. Wow, that uh, is a good value. Uh, a Truly a villain, uh, probably more than any that you can empathize with. Uh, a Holocaust survivor who just sees the way that mutants are treated uh, and viewed in the world and is basically just out to make sure that that process doesn't repeat itself. And guess what? Depending on which comic run you're reading, a lot of times he's right, you know, with the way that the world goes about mutants. Um, You know, the term villain almost feels relative with him, except for the fact that he just, his, his, uh, his approach is so bad so often and he can be blinded by his hatred of Charles sometimes. But at the same time, that's what makes them so close. It's such a, a deep complex thing. And both uh, the, the, the X-Men movies, obviously for good reason have been sort of, you know, the butt of the joke a lot of times in, in more recent years. But none of those can be said about uh, Magneto's performances, whether it's Sir Ian McKellen or Michael Fassbender. He he's incredible. Um, he's the first villain you think of when you think of the X-Men. Uh, the X-Men are one of the most popular teams, obviously. So I think get, getting getting Magneto at this, I think, it might be the best value of this draft so far. Yeah, I felt like he's somebody that you could take at number two, you could take at number three, yeah. you could take at number one. But I, like, it is yeah. really tough mm. to figure out when to take Magneto. Um, yeah, I debated it instead of Reverse Flash, but I did want to get a DC person in there because I wasn't sure. Yeah, it was literally, I, I almost went them two and just punted on Lex because I really didn't want him, but I'm glad I didn't now. so this is where i'm really struggling uh not struggling in the sense that i can't think of somebody but because it's just where do i want to go all right i'm going venom um pretty much the anti-spider-man you know he's a parasite who infects and corrupts peter to be everything that he stands against 
Uh, he's obviously kind of fit that bill of the anti-hero, especially in recent years with Tom Hardy and all that stuff. But I, I think Venom's real height, uh, probably right in that sweet spot in the 90s with the animated series. Like when I think of the Spider-Man animated series, he's the first villain I think of from that. It's Venom for me. Um, and just personally, I think, and definitely the argument can be made, maybe the coolest design of any villain in comic book history. Yeah. Uh, that was a, um, I, I was kind of surprised there that it took this long to get to Venom. I I've debated Venom for quite a bit now, uh, on when to pick him. I was hoping he would get back to me for this next pick and I would be able to grab him then. But, um, unfortunately, unfortunately not. <laughs> he fell down the board a little bit. Thanks to the, that 70 show kid. I forget his name off the top of my head. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. But you know, he, he has he has a whole tri- the trilogy of movies, you know, because he's yeah, got well, that, yeah. his two spin his uh two movies and they were film they just started filming the third one when the strike started happening. So hmm. there was a you know he made what close to a billion, eight hundred million, I think, for the first one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean pretty you know, he's he's a pretty big deal when you look at um villains over time here so yeah and i think the movies have all been you know the 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 general opinion seems to be kind of split on them so far i think they've been awesome i think i've i can't wait for the third one i did not like the second one at all no at all no yeah no the second one uh, is one of those movies where i was looking at my watch you know like how (laughs) long is it was only 90 minutes and you're like, this is the longest 90 minutes of my life is how it felt Damn. for me. <laughs> I definitely much preferred the first one, but I, I didn't, I at least enjoyed the second one for what it was. The first like, one's okay. I, I, I'm not too big on those movies. Yeah. I, I, I did like that. They, you know, bothered to put him into no way home. I thought that was a nice touch, but I just, I'm man, not, I wish uh, they did more with it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually do like Topher Grace Venom, though. There you go. Hot take central over here today. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, let's see here who I'm going to pick. I've been scrolling on my list here because there is one I want to pick, but I'm like, do I pick them now? Hmm. You know, and I think this just goes to show you, Chris, right now that uh, me and Ron were totally right that Spider-Man has the best villains because I feel like we've taken way more Spider-Man villains than Mm -hmm. uh, Batman at this point. It just means the Joker carries that much weight. And this will continue because (laughs) I am going to pick uh, Dr. Octopus. I I like it. He is like up there for me. If 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 uh, if Green Goblin's number one, Doc Ock is number two for me for Spider-Man villains. Um, not just because of the performance by Alfred Molina, but uh, just overall, I think Doc Ock is really cool. He is a huge part of the Spider-Man video game, which is my favorite interpretation of Spider-Man of all time. Um. And I think that there's a good performance there. You have uh, Alfred Molina doing it great in two films. I think that 
it is harder for me to see another Doc Ock than there is a Green Goblin. I think Green Goblin can probably be played similarly like how Joker is passed down mantle to mantle. But when I think of Doc Ock, I think of Alfred Molina, and I do think of the cartoon and stuff too. I mean, I just think like ultimately, when you also look at the fact that Doc Ock has also been popular enough to become a Spider-Man himself by taking over Peter's body as superior Spider-Man, just goes to show the power behind this supervillain that they're like, we just need more Doc Ock all the time, you know? So I think he's up there for me and I'm, I'm going to have to go with him now. I respect it. Yeah. I like the pick a lot. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. He's uh, somebody that I considered between him and Venom when I was just on the board there. Uh, I don't think Molina's performance can be touched either. Um, if they do decide to go back to the character, I would like to see maybe go the uh, uh, into the Spider-Verse route, maybe get Olivia in there instead just to kind of switch it up because I don't think you can replicate uh, Molina. And the way that he was able to step back into it just like Defoe, and not miss a beat in No Way Home and still be just as good and just as, in his case, very sympathetic. Yeah. It was great to see them back in, in No Way Home. I don't care if people don't like that movie sometimes. I know I know that, you know, there's the popular, like six, six months after every movie releases, the opinion becomes negative on any movie. Right, that's how it seems. Yeah. So, uh, because that is that is a litmus, te- yeah. litmus test for me right there, though. If you are in yeah. the No Way Home was a bad movie crowd, like you are not somebody that I want to talk superheroes with. Like, oh, period. absolutely. That was the best movie theater experience I ever had in my entire life. People, it were was crying, really good. People were, and it wasn't it wasn't annoying or over the top or anything like. It was just. Dude, everything about that movie was... And everything serviced Tom Holland's Spider-Man, too. It wasn't just to fit this stuff in there. Like, you know, I don't want to rag on The Flash because I did like the movie. But it's not like just seeing Nick Cage at the end. You know, you're like, what? Uh, It it all made sense in in the movie, and it was for the service of the story. Yeah. That's how you do multiverse. That's how you do multiverse. Yes. Yep. I'd argue the Flash did multiverse very well, but you are right. That's how you do it. Um, it was, dude, I'll tell you what. Uh, I love Spider-Man No Way Home. I came out of the theater the first time seeing that, and that it was the first one back from COVID. Because actually, no, it was the second one because I saw the Batman. and the, No, it was the first because Batman was after that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was the first one back from COVID that I went to. And I just left that theater on such a high. And I was just so jacked up and ready to go. I was just. I saw that movie five times in theaters. Same. Literally five times. I saw it twice, but if it wasn't for COVID, I would have seen it five times in theaters. I would have seen it six times if it wasn't for COVID, and it would have broken my damn streak, my <laughs> my longest streak, which would have been great. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can, can say enough about that. I'm going to watch it tonight now, actually. So. There you go. So we're going to Gotham. Just. This is my pick, right? We're going to Gotham. And we're going to pick my favorite rogues gallery of Batman character, not named Joker. Give me Harvey Dent. Give me Two-Face. Harvey Dent Two-Face is iconic in the comics. The Long Halloween and Dark Victory are my favorite comic book stories. Uh, Face the Face is a great Harvey Dent story. Uh, Eye of the Beholder, I just read actually recently. 
In terms of comics, Harvey Dent has gotten his due. I think he's been shortchanged in the movies a little bit. I think in The Dark Knight, you got so little Two-Face after the actual transformation of They should Harvey have built Dent. him up for Dark Knight uh, Rises. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I agree. Uh, that's where I would have gone 100%. Um, not that I want to criticize the Dark Knight. I, I, I worship at its altar, but I, I, it's not really, I don't want to, I don't want to knock you off your point. It has nothing to do with the Dark Knight. It has to do with the Dark Knight Rises, which uh, yeah, I, don't yeah. if, I don't know if this is a spicy take, but cause Jordan set the present, I'm going to say it. I think the Dark Knight Rises stinks. I hate that movie with a passion. I like, have I problems with it. it. I, I have I, problems with it. Even when I've gone back, like. Because at the time, I was coming off that high of The Dark Knight, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm, it was years mm-hmm. later. But, you know, the last thing we had seen was The Dark Knight. And in my mind, it was this perfect thing. And it couldn't have been any better. I was like, how are they going to top it? Oh, crap. And it just, it fell so flat for me. It, it was, it, it was, was a letdown. Kissing on cotton. Look, not to get too much into my problems with The Dark Knight Rises, but the fact that Batman is sidelined for like eight years. Yeah. Uh and it was it was Batman for like maybe a year or two total, and then you have him. Uh, Bane is not a strong enough villain for mm-hmm. me. You have random Talia in it and Selena. It, I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a mess. I uh, I don't like the ending either. But all right, no, second. all of dude, all of it's bad. And like they had the like the I best know, part. Best part. Heinz Field gets blown up. That's the best part. Sure. I like I know that they were going for the super grounded feel in that movie and like yeah we we saw him die at the end but you're going to tell me they couldn't have done some comic book thing to bring him back and have him be the villain of that third movie like come on like I agree it was perfect set I thought that's where they were going to go with it and then from the first trailer when I saw it was Tom Hardy talking like this I was like oh no and it just got it, it. It confirmed all of my fears when I saw it. I, I want to get back to Two Face just a little bit, but I will yeah, say before we get on that, I will add on to the thing. Bane shouldn't look like a guy who goes toe to toe with Batman. He should dwarf like Batman. He should be yeah. he like CGI Bane is is the way I would go. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. He should look closer to Thanos than like. A person like he shouldn't it but that's and then the mask was a little yeah um yes yeah, i don't like bane at all in anything so i'm i'm fine with him not existing all right terrell so go ahead made that mask <laughs> yes it, terrell suggs made that mask work t-sizzle is always good but we are a baltimore s- strong podcast i back to two-face the animated series did really well with him the comics he's an essential villain he, his connection with Bruce Wayne um, in various forms in the comics has been great. I I love Harvey Dent, Two-Face. I think he's one of the most important characters in Batman lore. I hope he gets his due in the movies. He was in Batman Forever, and he was in The Dark Knight. But this is a guy that I think, if I have one request from James Gunn when it comes to the rogues for Batman, give me a good Two-Face. Mm-hmm. I think he fits better in the Reeves verse than the other one. Well, I, I I'll take it from Matt where... Reeves after what he did to the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. He made the Riddler yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think he'd be great. Like, who makes the yeah, Riddler interesting? So, you know, yeah. But, 
I, I love Two Face. All right, and then I, my... I almost picked um I almost picked Two Face where Reverse Flash was. I was debating between oh. Magneto, Venom, and Two Face, and I went with uh, Reverse Flash. <laughs> but uh, this is our last round starting right because we do yeah. five each. Yep. So, uh, Chris, for your last pick, I know it's it's daunting, and I can't believe he's on the board. And I kind of want to go back to Gotham. There's a place I want to go. But I, I, I can't let this one go. I'm going dark side. Uh, yeah. I can't let dark side go undrafted. That just doesn't sound right. I think he's toe-to-toe with Thanos. If it wasn't for the MCU, it wouldn't be a conversation. They would be equals. Um, and, you know, DC can't get anything right. We could have had a glorious... Uh, dude, what in Zack Snyder's Justice League, when he says, Premier the Armada, we will use the old ways, I want him to use the old ways. I am so down for that. Like, Zack Snyder's Justice League getting the continuation, I wanted to fight for that for a while. I got to the point where, like, realism kind of stepped in. But Darkseid in the animated uh, stuff is fantastic. The Superman-Batman uh, story, uh, the girl from... The girl from Krypton uh, was fantastic. Uh, so I, 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 there's all some dark side stories. He's sinister. He's pure evil. Um, it's a little daunting to make it my last pick, but you know, to start off with Joker and end up with Dark Side, uh, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I, I he was probably going to be my pick if he somehow made it back to me. Um, I'm sure we're going to get an email. How did dark side make it to the last round? But um, I think for a lot of casual fans, when you think of justice league, like that's who you think of as the villain, mm-hmm. it's dark side. And I think that that connection has been there for a long time. It was only solidified with uh, the Snyder movies. And I would say, I would say one, there's one Marvel villain who I'm not going to say because I might take him and Darkseid are probably the two most, and Thanos obviously, are the most just like intimidating. Like when you see him on a comic panel, like they strike fear into you. You're like, oh crap. Just, yeah, Darkseid's the man. If done right, he scares the living daylights out of the audience. If done right, Darkseid is more intimidating, maybe not better, but more intimidating than Thanos. Because Thanos had a point. Darkseid yeah. is just the embodiment of evil. Just conquer. That's it. I haven't read too much about Darkseid, so I can't put him anywhere, really. <laughs> uh, anywhere. <laughs> I mean, like, I just, like, I get, he, he what, well, he was first before Thanos, right? Yeah, like, um, yeah. But it's like uh, DC has to kind of avoid it a bit because they're too worried probably about looking like they copied Marvel now. Um, Let's just break all the rules. I I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Zack Snyder's Justice League, so that doesn't really do it for me. Wow, we are. Um, Oh, yeah. The Scovilles are up high today, baby. We're dropping all the spicy (laughs) things. We're going to get 18 emails just from Jordan. (laughs) Look, I... Look, I I liked it. I didn't like. It's too. Late. I thought it was a little it, overrated too. I enjoyed it too. a lot, but I think I think people make it a lot bigger deal. It's four hours, and I watched it five times. It can't be bad. <laughs> it just says something about your patience, I guess. Uh, five times is four hours long, dude. It's so oh my God. good. 
It's a I could cut the last forty minutes of it. It'd be better. If they got rid of all the nightmare crap. Uh, um, okay, so I, if I had one request, and Joker asking Batman if he wants a reach around. Hey, if yeah, I had one yeah. request, <laughs> I would have just left it off. Would have just left it off before the nightmare sequence. But I, I, the Flash is seen turning back time. One of the best of the best. My favorite scene in all of comic book movies. And I just thought it was an absolute masterpiece where I, and it felt so, it felt so rewarding because I knew there was more there than what we got. And when you, with all the drama and all that it took to get that out there, this is my big resentment with the Snyder cult. We got that. They pushed for that. They raised a lot of money for charity. There was a lot of good. But all the things that went into this coming out and coming to being, we got the visualization of Zack Snyder's vision. We got, we that got. so massive. And, I'll say part so of great. it. And we should have been okay on, with that. Part of it is on Zack. And what I'll say for that is, he made the movie he wanted to make, which is great, but he also made it as if he was still making his plan two and three parts. So what I mean by that is the nightmare stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like in that case, people then still had the hope of, Oh, now we can ask WB to sell it to Netflix. And you know, like it got more in their heads that they, th there's still an unfinished story mm -hmm. here. Let's go mm -hmm. see it. Instead of just like, if he ended it, just fully like, Hey, look, you know, you're not coming back for this, man. Like just, just finish he, it. He, and if he, if it did get popular enough where they were like, Zach, please come back. He would still be able to make those other two movies. He um, made a no compromise movie because he was in a position to not have one compromise. Um, I respect it. Uh, after everything they put him through after they butchered his movie with Joss Whedon, after his daughter died, I, I, the, I think he fans the flames. I think he 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 could control some of the chaos, but no, I don't have a problem for him putting his vision. That was what we were. I was pushing the hashtag restore this mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. release the Snyder cut. Well, we got it though. I thought we had won, and the battle was right, done. Right. And then I thought, oh, we're not going to build off this. We can't have a cinematic universe that doesn't work for the general audience. Right. I, I never I never was in this, oh, we can't get behind James Gunn because we're not getting the Snyderverse thing. But I, I'm a Snyderverse fan. I, I am. I'm just not and part of the call. It did go to show how strong our voice really can be as fans when we voice it and voice it the right way. Now they've kind of become the Harvey Dent. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And now they've just they their heads got so big um, when that happened. And I was with you, Chris. I, I was I was very much a Snyder cut guy. Release that. Um, but when when it's when you can't accept the win, and it's always got to be more, and it's you're harassing people, most notably James Gunn. You, you really mm -hmm. lose people, and it, it just it's a shame to see what that movement has become. But I like to hold it on breaks to my that. heart. It, that movement breaks my heart because there's so many people in that movement that aren't what you think of with the Snyder cult. Um, yeah. But we all shut up and took our ball and exactly. went home. Exactly. That's, that's what's well, that's, changed. 
there were so many the the issue was too that like there were the reason why wb is so hesitant about doing this anyway is exactly what has happened since then right is that it gave them too much power to where they think that they can control this type of stuff where they throw fits the, the problem i really have with it is the disingenuousness that comes from it afterwards where people were trying to act like guardians 3 was a flop it's like just look you got your movie now like it or not like move on right and um you know I, i'm a fan of release every cut right like in, in the sense of yeah give me the Schumacher Star Wars. Cut. hey release all of the theatrical cuts whatever the let cut. george keep tinkering with them if he wants whatever like release any single cut you can price it out the ass if you want they'll buy it right like yeah. it, it's like uh for anything uh, the flash show us the deleted scenes from the reshoots show us the deleted scenes that show henry cavill and ben affleck in the post-credit scenes you know what i'm saying like you lose nothing from that especially that universe is dead anyway yeah. like just let us let the hardcore fans see it i don't understand why we always have to act like too, pe too many people are wrapped up in canon as well mm -hmm. where they'll be like well where does this fit in the canon blah 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 doesn't matter just either like the thing or not like we don't have to debate it and like print out a real timeline and you know stuff like that people get too obsessed with that where then that leads the studios to think well we can't do this thing like what i would want to do too like if i was disney i'd get george's permission and i'd be making comic books or releasing the um scripts of his treatments his uh his pitches for seven through nine because you know mm -hmm. what hardcore star wars fans are gonna buy it right like it it should be simple to just do that stuff I think and you would have a podcast all movies. about it too you you'd have yeah. material for life <laughs> yeah i mean th the same thing with the duel of the fates uh colin trevorrow's script release the whole thing he doesn't have to leak it just release it out and put it in a comic book or whatever people will buy it yeah I think and I'm a Darth Maul stand. I would have bought too much. that hook, line, and sinker, man. <laughs> yeah, and look, you, you, let, we talk about gatekeeping as fans. The studios shouldn't gatekeep and decide what they'll play with and what they won't play with. I, once you put it out there, just if it's on camera, just give it to me. We're uh, actually right. we're seeing it. Uh, we just had a little bit of news come out today that uh, Aquaman cut both of their Batman scenes because they didn't want to promise on a universe that they couldn't you know fulfill it's like like three years short that, on that. that you know like you could have done I, well, that three years approach. ago i get the approach but it's like yeah it's like we know that this universe is dead who cares we just want to see these characters again you i know? just like, wanted right, i, right. I right. just wanted bad fleck i just wanted bad fleck one more time it's, it's yeah, like yeah. it doesn't it's hurt anything who cares, right? i didn't freak out when i saw george clooney i enjoyed it because i knew nothing was coming of it now you have articles yeah. is george clooney the dcu batman oh my Get god out people of here with don't that. understand literacy in media anymore uh, I mean, the fact that people were literally tweeting james saying does this make clooney the dcu batman no it doesn't use it common means, sense guess what Barry's stuck in his own different timeline now, and we're done with it. <laughs> That's yeah. what it means, and we're moving on. So, <laughs> He's did you see Spears with Aquaman? Yeah, as we saw right. in his credit. 
it's the funniest thing about the Flash is it flopped, and my biggest complaint is the post credits. That's it. Like, <laughs> like I just, I, I just can't get over it. I just, I just. It's can't not get a over good it. end credit scene. No. It's horrible. It's horrible because I feel like it's just to include Aquaman, but like he's grown past that in his arc. It's well, it's to remind. Here's what it is. It is to remind people that there's a movie coming out with Aquaman and that, that it's nobody's still going gonna to be see. Jason Momoa. That it's still going to be Jason Momoa and not, I don't know, George Clooney, because they can't understand the difference anyway. <laughs> Kill me. George so that's what it's for. But didn't they say Arthur can't get affected by, can't get drunk anyway in Aquaman or something? And then he shows up drunk in, in this? Uh, it's confusing. Well, that was a different universe, Aquaman. Who knows at this point? Oh, yeah, that's right. Barry changed the cans to the top row. So now... Yeah. Uh, he can get drunk. Yeah, yes. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> butterfly effect, man. <laughs> butterfly effect. All right, well, we got two more picks to go here. I'll go number 14. My fifth pick, I have Harley Quinn. Hmm. I'm going to go with Harley Quinn. People will say she's anti-hero. I am going to pick her as a villain. She's introduced as a villain. She's Joker's sidekick. She's got her own animated show now. She's in. She's been in movies recently. She started out as just an animated series character, and has become a full time comic book hero. Like comic book character has her own comic lines. Uh, has constantly become what probably one of the most cosplayed characters of all time recently. Far, so by far, yeah. Popularity is continuing to climb, continuing to be on the rise, and I think I got her for a good value right now. Well, I was going to draft her, but the Joker kicked her out. <laughs> yeah, now she's thriving without him. Yeah, is it? yeah, yeah. Without her pudding. <laughs> Honestly, though, that's that's a that's a pick that I think could be a lot sneakier than we think when people mm-hmm. look at this draft because of the Margot Robbie effect um, and just how much she has given a character that didn't really need a rebirth because people still knew and loved Harley Quinn, but gave her a totally new identity. One that Mm -hmm. is very awesome. I love Harley Quinn. I was going to be my pick if dark side wasn't there, but dark side was there. And I was like, I I can't not do it. But Harley Quinn animated series is so fantastic. I I love that show. I, I think the idea of, her and poison ivy being a thing just keep that forever that's perfect i love it um and i i think margot robbie as harley quinn i don't it's hard to beat that casting it's insanely good um that's why when people are like oh could marley margot robbie still be harley quinn in the dcu like you're telling me you're gonna recast harley quinn like you're telling me you're gonna recast harley quinn i don't know if you want to do that man like it's just a different about people being confused um, I think there is something to say about like some things need to change, right? But if something is popular because of the actress or actor playing the role, you keep them, right? And then yeah. mm-hmm. you 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 get rid of the stuff that is not as popular. And as much as people want to say Henry Cavill was their Superman, he wasn't as popular as Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is to her fans, right? So like mm-hmm. that take meaning like there's a reason they're going to keep her as Harley Quinn and not keep Henry Cavill. Plus Henry Cavill's getting up. There. Look, the, the only reason birds of prey made money was be- at all was because Harley Quinn was attached to it. That's why she even was part of the title because she's not really a birds of prey character. Um, 
Yeah. Like, they know she's the one thing that works. She was in Suicide Squad, and it, and I'm talking about Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad. Well, that's probably she why was, that yeah. movie made money. Yeah. I <laughs> Look, if she wasn't in Suicide Squad, that whole thing doesn't even kind of work. It wouldn't have been a movie that made money but is critically uh, hated. Um, yeah. It would have it had audience was hated too, but uh, it wouldn't have been a dumpster fire. It would have been a dumpster fire that made no money. I mean, Will Smith wasn't carrying that alone, guys. Just wasn't. It's it's so crazy to think about. I would say the first Suicide Squad and Morbius are probably the two most hated superhero movies that I can think of. The fact that that Justice movie, League. Fantastic Four stick, yeah, fan. They're fan all up there, but you get it. Yeah, there's there's a very select list that are just bottom of the barrel, and the first Suicide Squad is in that barrel. The fact that she was able to come out of that movie still and be at a time there, I think maybe the most popular thing. It it was a short little run, but to your point, she was everyone was dressing up as her. She was everywhere on TV, like she was potentially the most popular thing going. Um, and yeah, just a, a, a slam dunk last round pick for sure. But now we get to Mr. Irrelevant and you know, it stinks because I really wish I was able to incorporate more DC into this list. The fact that I didn't go to Gotham anywhere in my list is very sad. It's just kind of the way things fell. You can still do it. Um, I could, and like, I would love to go Scarecrow, Jonathan Crane. There's, you know, a, a few different Mr. Freeze I could go, but I, I can't pass up the Eater of Worlds Galactus, unfortunately. Good uh, it doesn't get, doesn't get much simpler than a hungry being who wants to eat planets. You know, This is who I thought you were talking about, and I, I was thinking about taking Galactus as well. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get more simple. Like I said, he's just... He's hungry. He wants to eat planets. You know, he's got he's got a backstory, you know, Gallen in terms of like, you know, his planet was going to crap and he was telling all of his people and they wouldn't believe him. So he flew into the, the beginning of the Big Bang, all that stuff. But really, for him, it's just all about purely being imposing, not not that's not the character's motivation, but what makes him stick and what makes him so relevant. I mean, Imagine looking up in the sky one day and seeing a, a face the size of your planet staring back at you. Um, or a cloud. Yeah. Uh, don't even get me started. <laughs> um, but he's horrifying. He is megalophobia personified. And I cannot wait because I think he's going to be the villain of the MCU. Um, Fantastic Four movie. There was some rumors that Antonio Banderas had signed on to play him. If that is true, I am so excited, and I can't wait to see how Feige can tackle this character. But he's... Uh, he, he also he's, births the Silver Surfer, right? So that's yes. another uh, feather in his cap, too. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I went... I was almost going to go Surfer over him, but I didn't know how it would be perceived if I took his Herald instead of the actual character. Right. Um, <laughs> not Can't go wrong with either one, though, of course. Um so yeah, Galactus, Mr. Irrelevant, even though he's anything but. All right, so let me recap here. We had Chris take Joker, and then he took Goblin, and then he took Kingpin, 
and then uh, Two Face and Dark Side. Oof, that's good. I took Thanos, Loki, Reverse Flash, Doc Ock, and Harley Quinn. Damn. Oh, that's a pretty solid lineup now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's like three and two, three Marvel, two DC. Mm-hmm. And then Ron took Lex Luthor, Doctor Doom, uh, Magneto, Venom, and Galactus. So basically, you couldn't go wrong. You couldn't go for this draft. Holy crap. I don't even know whose list I like more. And I drafted (laughs) one legitimately. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. Joker is the best thing I did. And it, it was the automatic one. But I, I love every one of these lists, guys. This You couldn't go wrong in this villains draft. I think villains are the most fun of superhero stuff. Like, it's they they provide the conflict. So, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, yeah, what's the point if, you, if there's not an equally or more mm-hmm. compelling? They make the heroes interesting. They make the heroes more interesting. Um, but, you know, you we a lot, a lot of these villains have stories of their own um, that propel their own stories. They're the hero of their own uh stories so that 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 was a good draft uh i got so many honorable mentions it's nuts me too Uh, me too yeah i'm starting to write some down here i have uh kang the conqueror apocalypse ultron brainiac um i think i would have taken kang if the jonathan major stuff didn't happen because i really do enjoy his comic book stuff and i think the character was on a rise here and then we kind of don't know what's going to happen here at all with recasting or if they're keeping him, if he's innocent, if he's guilty, conflicting stuff going on in court mm-hmm. with all that kind of stuff. So uh, just kind of put a downer on the whole situation. And that's uh, who I, I was just, referring yeah. to uh, in the beginning yeah. when we were talking about, uh, you know, somebody who may be multiple different, you know, I was talking about Kang because he's Kang, right. so I'm a right. t- Scarlet Centurion. Uh, I considered it with the last pick as well, but because of that, that's why I also held off. Um, I have here uh, Dark Phoenix, uh, Red Skull, Sinestro, mm-hmm. and uh, – oh, shit. Oh, I closed out my list. My bad. Hold on. Let me get it back up. And I had one more. Oh, uh, Raish Agul. I almost picked Raish, so there you go. Um, that some good list there. All right, so I I left off Riddler. I didn't think he was uh, popular enough, uh, but he was in Batman Forever and the Batman. Um, so I I thought Penguin. Uh, I I don't care about Penguin. Uh, he's about to have his own TV show, and I'm going to enjoy I mean, it. But he's up in the... I enjoy him in Matt Reeves' verse, but most of the time I don't enjoy Penguin. All right, Captain Cold, uh, Gorilla Grodd, Mister Mitspikpitalik. Um, and I'm not writing him down because I'm not spelling that. That's fine. <laughs> I don't blame you. In fact, I was like, did I spell it right? And then I was like, I don't care. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking at my list. And then uh, Mirror Master uh, as well. I wrote him as Mixie instead of. Oh my no, goodness. Zod wow. Yeah. Zod, Ultron, Apocalypse. Man, it just. I have. Yeah, I have them on there. Um, I have I have Apocalypse and Ultron on there. I also added Black Adam. 
Okay, yeah. Because uh, he is technically a villain. Tell the, the Rock that. Brainiac. Will forever be changed. Hey, is Zod with I, one end, uh, one D, right? Yeah. One Z. One D, though, right? Yeah. Okay. I was writing Grod as well, and Grod's 2D. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I was a little confused here. Um, uh, who did we say other than Zod real quick that I didn't add on? Uh, Zod, um, uh, I said Apocalypse. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, dude, there's so many. Granny right? goodness, dude. <laughs> like, you could just, you could literally just, for an hour, have that, that list going of people who we could have thrown into this. Deathstroke, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, we could literally sit here all night. Bizarro. Oh my god, Bizarro! I should have picked Bizarro. No, yeah, I do like Bizarro though. Um, Vandal Savage. Oh my god, we didn't even say Doomsday. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no Doomsday. Like it took forever for Doomsday Anti Monitor Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But it just it really goes to show. um, And I'm I'm hoping to hear a lot of people's takes after they watch this um, and, and see what people would have done differently and where they stack up these villains. I think for the most part, I don't think anyone will be able to say that the people we picked don't deserve to be where they are. They may have some people that they would have rather seen get taken, but I don't yeah. think you can make the case that anybody drafted in this draft should not have been drafted. No, super villains are, I mean, the ones that we picked out of were pretty much big Avenger villains, big Justice League villains, Batman villains, Spider-Man villains, Flash villains, and Superman villains. That that's who we took. Yeah. Um so that's not like that's not a bad list. <laughs> no. Um it's not like we were pulling like it's not like we drafted Granny Goodness like Chris said. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think, think that you can make joke, them. Though. Like I, I know, I, but I think you can make them as an honorable mention actually. But I don't think yeah. you could draft them. I look, think that would be so. Look, you know, I was being objective because Captain Cold and Gorilla Grodd are not on my list because I love me some Gorilla Grodd and Captain Cold. But you know, I I, I had to throw them <laughs> in the honorable mentions. Oh my god, every time I think about Grodd now, I always think of him in Legends being like, make America Grodd again. <laughs> I just, I love that clip so much. It's As a- he's chasing down young Barack Obama. I just love that clip so much. Um, yeah, that's what sticks out to me when I think of Grodd now, of course. I, god, I, I love me some Grodd, and I love me some Legends, and I love me some Flash. I so fucking But yeah, so that's all of our honorable mentions. Yeah, so if you are listening or watching, send us your list. You can email at elseworldsdcfan at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, threads. Everything is at elseworldsdcfan that you can catch us over there and send us your list um, or who you would have taken. Maybe just your top five or maybe you could give us the whole top 15 if you were drafting all 15 spots in this. but. Um, yeah, really interesting to see how this one will be received because we, we did get some feedback on the uh, on the first one. So we'll see how this one goes. I think this one's a little bit more, like you said, uh, I don't think you can really complain too much about 
where we picked each. Um, I mean, I'm looking at honorable mentions. I don't think, I think any of those could be in the top 15, but I think those are all for a reason in our honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could have just done the honorable mentions for an hour, like Ron said. Like, we, we really yeah. could have. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, you could still even go with Lizard, Electro. I mean, there's there's a million Spider-Man villains, Batman villains, Clayface. We barely got into we barely got into Poison Ivy. Her. We didn't even talk about Poison oh, Ivy. Oh my goodness! You know, I and I thought Look about that. That's flipped. I thought about Catwoman too, but I was like, I don't know how to. Yeah, yeah I guess we could have. I would have felt wrong calling too. her a villain now. Like it's just in popular culture, that's not where they've gone with her. Yeah. 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 She's, yeah, she plays a little bit more down the middle, right? She yeah. plays down the middle for everybody except for Batman. Batman, she's right on top of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes he's, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> we all remember, we all remember, the, picture we all remember the picture that got tweeted out. <laughs> Heroes don't do that. <laughs> Heroes do. Okay. Heroes, Heroes do. do. Heroes do. I, 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 I was making fun of the controversy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know where we go from there, gentlemen. <laughs> well, I, I think we go down on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means it's time to wrap up. That's what I think. That means. <laughs> Sides fall. Uh, well, thanks, Ron, for for doing this uh, draft again. I think people might say also Punisher or you know whatever any other antiheroes could fit in here too. Yeah. But um, thank you, Ron, for for jumping back on and and doing this other draft. Uh, love to have you on another time doing something else. We'll have to. We'll come up with some ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's been a blast doing these last couple episodes with you guys. Um, There's, I'm sure, plenty of other drafts we could do, plenty of just other fun little things that we could think of together. So, yeah, this will be far from my last appearance with you guys. Yeah. And uh, like I said, you can send us your feedback at Elseworlds DC Fan. Um, You can catch all of that if you didn't write that down, is in the show notes uh, on the podcast app and also on YouTube. And I guess next week, Chris, are we doing our Dark Knight uh, anniversary? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, people may not like it, uh, but now we'll... I'm now I'm like, do I want to do it? Like, it's like <laughs> I'm like I'm about to get canceled, brothers. It's just an hour of Jordan shitting on Heath Ledger Joker. <laughs> I'm like, I'm at the end of it, I'm gonna be like, you know how I got. Jordan, these scars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll I'll take it easy on you, but uh, no, we'll, we'll do the what is it? The fifteen? No, the fifteen yeah, year the anniversary. Yeah, fifteen year anniversary. Yeah, we keep pushing um, back our uh, post mortem rankings of the DCEU too. Um, it's technically not over. Um, yeah, because Aquaman and Blue Beetle too. But so, uh, I, I'm comfortable just putting them at the bottom and just moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we suffering. We might save it for the end of Aquaman. We'll, yeah, we'll figure that yeah. Because we'll also have to talk about uh, more content that's coming this way too. Is my adventures uh, with Superman mm-hmm. is going to be? We're going to be talking about that. That's the new cartoon on Max and on Cartoon Network that you can. Uh, adult swim or whatever it is on there um that you can watch there but yeah so we'll have some stuff coming up 
uh, I have to get back on my Arrowverse grind so we can do more Arrowverse. Uh, and we can always go back to comics. And we talked about doing an Arkham. Comics, yeah. When the Arkham games go oh, on yeah, Switch, yeah. we talked about doing a little bit of that. Yeah, that's in the fall. So you might yeah. get some Arkham coverage then. But yeah, uh, so settle in if you're you know, worried about the strikes. Delaying some content, we'll we'll be producing it for you. We are not on strike. Um, but yeah, so thank you all for watching and listening. We will catch you all next time.